Take a Ride Podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, Jesus Christ follower underscore. I'm not here alone this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. I have the wingman running the three, LT the Sage. How you doing today, brother? Doing good, man. Doing good. What's up? You can find me on Twitter at Sage Network underscore. Looking forward to talking to y'all about some basketball it's coming up real quick. It felt like we just got done with the bubble, and now we're back with preseason starting next Friday. Starks, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling pretty good, man. Uh, it's definitely some interesting times here, and yeah. But basketball is is pretty much essentially back. LT. What we'll talk about in this episode is obviously it only makes sense to talk about the big news with the free agency. Uh, me and LT just you know discuss. We're thinking about maybe doing a mock draft next uh, next week. Kind of, it's going to be more, I know it's a dynasty-driven podcast, uh, but we also give you that redraft flavor, but we'll kind of do like a mock draft for redrafters uh, for next week, but it's going to be interesting. Um, but if you guys haven't checked out the site, newlifefantasy.com, please go ahead and, you know, take a look at it. Join the mailing list. Join as a member for free. We don't just do fantasy basketball. We talk about fantasy uh, baseball, fantasy football, the faith of Christ on there. Um, if you are interested to be a contributor to the site, let us know, uh, reach out to us, you know, we'll give you an opportunity, you know, to help you guys for those that have that, in, you know, being inspired to maybe be, you know, bigger writers for bigger sites, you know, that is how I started this site and there's a lot of, you know, good writers into this site and contributors um, that has been able to get, you know, job opportunities through other sites as well, so that is what we try to do here is basically think of this as like a minor league system and, you know, you can make it to the, you know, the bigger platforms in a sense. And also make sure you subscribe to uh, the podcast, the YouTube channel. We just kind of been busy. Don't, you know, you can still subscribe, subscribe to it, but we mostly do the podcast for the time being. Um, but with that being said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. LT, I will pass you the ball to run that offense there, brother. Absolutely, man. I appreciate that. Um, so first, just wanted to give go over some schedules with you guys here um, who are listening um, on the podcast. We got the December 11th, um, so that's next Friday, is when we are going to be uh, starting preseason. A um, couple preseason games going on. Um, so if you get your book, get your notebooks ready, um, you guys are probably going to be doing a lot of uh, drafts upcoming in the next couple of weeks. Um, so you're gonna have to do a lot of uh, guesswork this year, man. I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you because preseason is usually a little longer. You usually have a little bit of time in between preseason and when the season starts to actually get, you know, get a solid uh, information. But uh, you got December 11th, and then you know have your draft sometime that that week, and you're gonna be. You're gonna have to do a lot of guesswork. Um, what I will, what I will say, Starks, and uh, you know. You know, stop me, if, you know, steal the ball if you think I'm off. But um, you're probably going to see a lot more actual, like, uh, lineups um, with these preseason games, though, because these are the, the season is so close to when the preseason starts that it's almost like, they, you know, they're going to have to try things out, um, you know, what they're going to do, kind of like their lineups. You know, you might be able to see who's who they're thinking about starting, et cetera. So, um, Stark, what do you think about that, man, as far as getting ready for these drafts? You think preseason, think we should take this with a grain of salt this preseason or what? I think it should be a mix of both, right? Okay. Because I think for more the the teams that we, we have the for surety of who's going to start is probably not going to be on the floor as much. I only think of that because, uh, you know, we, we, 
we've seen what happened to Clay Thompson here recently, you know, which is unfortunate. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to put the fear in everybody's heart in the NBA. But it is tough. You know, it, it kind of reminds us of the, the NFL season. You know, when you try to – the preseason, it's like, you know, you had a lot of players just getting injured, man. You know, when, you, when you're trying to squeeze everything in a short amount of time and they didn't get the real – um, you know, the workouts maybe that they are accustomed to, it's, it's a little bit difficult. Uh, but I think for some teams, like maybe someone like uh, maybe Detroit Pistons would be a team that I think they're probably going to just run them out there, honestly. Just mm-hmm. like, you know, it wasn't to, to, to put, take a shot at them, but honestly it was maybe because they're a Wasteland team. Because, I mean, I think Killian Hayes, when I did the clutch shot on the last episode, he's a player that has to be – injected into that offense to run point because they're pretty much a wasteland team other than you know another uh big that actually this wasn't a it was someone else i was talking about there was someone that oh yeah was was it i forgot his name was it uh tony bradley i don't know if that detroit got him or not if that was official but if they do have him um, that's another player that I'm going to look at. But, yeah, for this, it's basically the Wasteland teams. I think they're going to inject maybe the starters to see what's going on. Another thing to w- w- think about, too, um, in the back end of your drafts is LiAngelo Ball was picked up by Detroit Pistons. So um, whether he gets a bunch of playing time or not, I don't know. But he is a big, you know, big-time name that we know of because of the Ball brothers and stuff. So they may, you know, they may decide to play him. Um, so just look out for Leangelo Ball. I, I feel like he's one of the uh, lesser-known Ball brothers, to uh, be honest with you. But um, just look out for him. Um, but, yeah, um, I don't see Tony Bradley on this roster. And this might not be an updated roster either. So not too sure. But hopefully they did get him. That would be big time. Big time for fantasy uh, if Tony Bradley can get a bunch of playing time for sure. Let me steal the ball and I'll pass it back momentarily. I'm yeah. glad that you I'm glad you brought him name up or his name up because uh for that the the smaller Leangelo ball, like we know about the other one being drafted in Charlotte, we know about Lonzo Ball. I'm gonna I warn you GMs or coaches that are in dynasty leagues, there's gonna be a coach in your league that's gonna try to send you a trade offer. <laughs> and <laughs> you might you, you better be careful, man. I I know LT is familiar with this type of stuff. When someone will try to send you a player, you know that's what's the S. Dot Curry, right? We know about someone trying to uh, send Seth Curry, thinking it was Steph Curry to somebody else in a trade. So I that's just, that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just something you GM just gotta be uh, just be watchful of. We got you know we, we we're GMs and, and sometimes there's a lot of shicey stuff that goes on. But I just want to say that real quick. But I'll pass you back the ball, LT. Yeah, definitely. And just to follow up, it looks like Tony Bradley went to the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Mm. And up next is New- oh, well, maybe not. Who acquired from Detroit in the trade since I? Oh no, okay. It does look like who was acquired from Detroit Pistons. Oh no, no, no. From- oh, he is a Sixer. Yeah, he is a Sixer. I think he is a Sixer. Yeah, he is a Sixer. They, they uh, the Sixers went and got him. Uh, from wow. Detroit, so he was with Detroit, and now he's a now he's a Sixer. Detroit, like, what are you doing? So, wow. so, so now thinking about that, I wonder who the big man. Man, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We'll have to see that. That's that. Yeah, wasteland team. <laughs> uh, just let's we'll see who the big man is down there. Um, we'll see if Blake Griffin comes back healthy. Not sure. Um, 
there's a lot of questions with that team. So we'll definitely be seeing that. And we'll be able to see that against the Knicks, who also have a lot of questions as well, um, right on Friday. So get ready for that, GMs. But the actual season starts on December 22nd. So, guys, December 22nd, that's 17 days away from today. The season, the actual season starts with the head off, uh, a big, a big, some big game starts. Some big games, man. We got Golden State Warriors against the Brooklyn Nets. That's Durant against his old squad. Whew. So that's a big one. And then we got LA Clippers, the new look Clippers with Batum. <laughs> <laughs> Batum. Let me tell you something right now. I, I, we weren't, we didn't, we didn't know about the, I didn't know about this trade last, last time, but Batum is not going to save you LA clips. He's old. He's shriveled. He's washed up. He's not who you need. You, and then I guess they got a Baca too. That's a good pickup. I'm not going to lie. So that, that, I, I don't know. Do you think the newly, the newly constructed Clippers is better than last year's Starks? I'm shoot. Let me know. Um, I, you know, some people, I even see ESPN, one of the analysis felt like, oh, Serge Ibaka is better than Montrezl Harrell. Harrell. Like, come on, man. We, we know. We know. Uh, that's a that's Ibaka. a that's a push to me. That's a that's that, a it's a push to you. Yeah, that's a push to me. It it, it, it can go either way. Like, I, I feel like Montrezl Harrell is a little better, like offensive rebounding and doing that type of thing. Yeah. And Ibaka is better at three stretching the floor. And so I, I feel like they do different things, but they kind of, I feel like they wash each other out. I feel like Abaka isn't that much better than Harold, but I feel like he's better at what the Clippers want Harold wanted Harold to be right. He's taller, probably better defensively um, and can cover more positions. He's a little more, a little more wider, more foot speed than Harold. I, uh, uh, it's, it's a push for me. They did say that uh, Kawhi had his hands in getting a, uh, Serge Ibaka over there, so that's interesting. Okay, okay. But I would say this, you know, I'm thinking, is it going to be maybe Zubash that st- starts, but Serge Ibaka can, you can, honestly, he might be starting some yeah, game. Yeah, he's the five. I, I was sure in most games, Ibaka's the five, and then uh, Paul George plays that four. Oh, Paul George. Right, we'll save that for another <laughs> rant. But go ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy's there too, Reggie Reggie Jackson. Oh, regiment, Regi- yeah. getting yeah, his regiment together, man. He's he's <laughs> back, man. So that's a that's 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 bad. Anyway, so you ask me if they're like better than last year. I mean, yeah. Do you think they're? Um, you think? I mean, they have pretty much everybody's coming back except for they switched out a Baca for Her- Harold. Uh-huh. Um, they got Batum now at the two. I think Batum was probably going to be off the bench. Yeah, playing. yeah, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Yeah, mixing him up from the two and three. Yeah, um, but I, but I think, I mean, I really like Luke Kennard. Like they, it's. I mean, they still have depth. I think it's just yeah, now Luke. they just they just have to the orchestrate the team because remember they were one of the teams that didn't want to finish the playoffs. That was their excuse. Although you guys were up three to one, I don't want to hear it. Did you see the? Just not to get too much off topic, I saw a interview between Paul George. And the old Matt, the Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson podcast that they run. And so they had Paul George on there and they asked Paul George. It was like, yo, what happened, man? Like, what what happened to the chemistry? And they pretty much the way Paul George was talking, man, he he pretty much. Yeah, he put he like 
basically through Doc Rivers, like, yeah, well, when we were losing, we weren't making any changes. And we were talking to each other like, oh, yeah, we're good, we're good, we're good, but we weren't good. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, yeah, because y'all suck. Y'all y'all sucked it up. Like, y'all didn't do what you were supposed to do. It's like, you should have won. Like, you were up. So it's like, it's not Doc's fault that y'all didn't hit shots. He's like, he like it's, it's, that's on y'all. I also heard that he he was saying that uh, Doc Rivers was making him like play the Ray Allen. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, come on, man. Like, I'm gonna be honest, Paul George, man. We like Paul George, but I'm starting to fade on. He is saying some stuff. I'm like, it's you made yourself, you called yourself playoff P. You you lost that title. You, you're just doing so many bad things for yourself. Well, this was the this was the time for him to go. Yo, like make fun, like kind of be like, you know what? I call myself playoff P, man. You know, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of wasn't playoff P. And I didn't, you know, he took no like ownership of them losing. Like, it was like, like, come on, man. Like y'all played awful, man. Y'all got beat. Y'all got beat. And he didn't even take any ownership of it, man. He just kept talking about, I didn't get it. We didn't give enough time with each other, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, it's the fact that he has no accountability for their for for them losing is beyond me it's like crazy to me but yeah not to go off too much off a tangent but they play the lakers the new look lakers the lakers that man lebron just grabbing all these resources from everywhere else constructing this monster of a team they're looking to be another they got paul uh, they got uh, Pope Fiction back. Um, they got all these other, you know, they got a couple, <laughs> they got a couple of players back. Um, they got some new additions, but that's going to be a big one because Harold, of course, is going to be against his whole team. Um, so we'll get to see first night. Um, we'll be able to see what's going on. So, but we're going to go ahead and jump into. Um, we're gonna go ahead and, uh, and we'll we'll talk closer to that time. Tammy and Starks will have our predictions on who's going to win. Um, Nets Lakers anyways um so the first mode of business we're going to talk about today on the recent trades is my guy Russell Westbrook he's always been one of my favorite players um again I like his veracity I like the way he plays um he played to me him and Lillard that's why they butt heads I feel like they're very similar in their mindsets how they play the game um how they attack um he has been traded Starks over to the Washington Wizards. And we had kind of alluded to this in the last one, last podcast, but they are over to, uh, they've been traded. He's been traded over to the Washington Wizards for John Wall. And your boy Starks, your boy, I heard said that he, he preferred to play with John Wall, just like he preferred to play with Westbrook over Chris Paul. So Starks, you're 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 you looking like the beard yourself over there, man. You're looking like the fear of the beard right now on the on, on the live. What is going on with your boy Harden? Can you think John Wall's the answer? No, he's not the answer. Um, and the thing is, it's it's sad because there's Harden. They're not going to win a championship in Houston. Mm. Houston, we have a problem. We, me and LT, were talking about that. You know, when they, the Lakers were beating them in the series, and I'm just like, you know, me and LT was in a sense like, man, Houston is done. You know, mm. they, they're going to have to find either another superstar, or they're going to have to, they're going to have to break this team up. Honestly, we're more like thinking they're going to break this team up because once you got rid of Clint Capella, Clint Eastwood, you knew 
you knew when they went micro ball that that tank, that team was just going to die. They were going to die. They're going to live and die by the sword, and unfortunately, died by the sword. But in saying that, like Russ is your boy, and you said you'd rather play with Wall. They're very similar players in fantasy. Now they're not the the same player, but you're basically, you know, LT talked about a push earlier. This is pretty much like a push. They both yep. can't shoot, right? Um, now we both like John Wall as well. The, yes. The different. The difference is this. This is what's going to happen. If if James Harden is to stay in Houston at this point in time, I don't think he does. But if he does, his he's he's the biggest fantasy winner in this. And you're probably like, well, how's that? How are you saying that, Starks? Because if you're saying they're the same player, this is how they're different. The usage rate is completely different between Russell Westbrook and John Wall. Russell Westbrook's usage is probably going to go, and we'll talk about him, obviously, yeah. momentarily, but I'm going to talk about Harden right now. Harden in, I mean, Harden, or excuse me, Russ had a, a usage rate last year of 34%, which is a very high play next to James Harden. And the people are like fearing, well, well how is James Harden going to, uh, how's that going to work? Now, James Harden's usage rate was high 36% last year. Now, before... Uh, Russ was there. His usage rate was a whopping 40.5%. John Wall doesn't warrant a huge usage rate. And we have to understand that John Wall hasn't played basketball in what, nearly two years. So people, Houston's like, they feel like this is a low risk. Are you kidding me? John Wall hasn't played for two years. And you think this is a minor risk? I would say I would think again. But in saying that James Harden is going to be the the easy number one fantasy player in all formats, uh, you know, in redraft formats. And if you're in a win-now situation, dynasty formats, he's the number one pick. Uh, but I'll pass you the ball if you want to, you know, touch up on that, LT. Yeah, he's 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 um he's the number one pick for sure. And I would take a chance on John Wall this year as well, um, depending on where you can get him in your drafts, especially redraft leagues. Um, I would take a chance on John Wall as well because I feel like what's going to happen is that this offense is going to be chasing points every game. Every game they're going to be chasing points. And so once John Wall gets his don't and, and if 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 also what I would see, this is you know, peering into the future of fantasy, if John Wall starts off slow, he is a high, high buy low candidate. If he starts off slow, because John Wall usually gets better as the season goes on. Starks knows that I actually won a season, a league with us, because John Wall, he was doing bad. He was doing all, he was doing pretty bad. And then near the end of the season, he got, you know, John Wall usually does better in second halves of seasons. So that's something to take into mind. And with John Wall, he's going to start off slow. Uh, you know, somebody may get a little bit, you know, frustrated, and you can go ahead and get him for cheap. And then he's going to, that second half of the season is usually when he rises up. But um, I would take both of these guys in a heartbeat. This team is going to be running. Starks, I want to also mention, we were so big on Christian Wood, man. He is now looking at a bunch of competition at that at that position. I don't know what, I don't know if they're still going to play small. I'm not too sure how they're going to work once they get their new coach in. But they have DeMarcus Cousins now. They have Tyson Chandler. Um, and so you know how these teams like to play these old these <laughs> these older vets. And so I don't know if Christian was gonna get as much playtime as we thought he was before the Demarcus Cousins move. But that was gonna be the next thing we talk about, Starks. What do you feel about Demarcus Cousins 
coming over to the Rockets? And do you think he is safe to get in fantasy leagues this year? Um, he's not safe, but if I can cut a coupon on Cousins, I will. Okay. Uh, I will also say this is probably good for John Wall. They used to play, I forgot mm-hmm. what college they, they played together. I forgot yep. what college. Uh, not Ken- Duke, Duke or Kentucky, one of the two. I can't think. I think it was Kentucky. Kentucky. I think it was. Kentucky. Yeah. They used to play together, so th- them coming back together—that's, I mean, that helps. But I, I mean, honestly, I still think you have to start Christian Wood. You know, Demarcus Cousins hasn't really been playing either. That's what I'm saying. All these weird risks, but these are like—if you're going to give—if you were to give me a prime Demarcus Cousins in Houston, that would change the whole Rockets. Like, yeah. chance it really yeah, would. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think you're going to get the prime. DeMarcus Cousins, but dynasty formats, get him for the cheap redraft formats. If you could get him past the the eighth round, I don't know if that's likely, but if you get DeMarcus Cousins past the eighth round in redraft formats, I would take that risk. Nice little, and yeah, I, I don't know. He's, he's, he's coming into his, um, clay-ish like second year after a big injury type of type of deal and so that team is going to be that's why James Harden is probably for me you know Anthony Davis too you know you, you put him up there he does a couple of different things but Harden is going to be the main engine and driver on this offense because these guys are come some of these guys coming off an of injury you know I, I don't know, man. And keep a keep an eye out. Um, then we're gonna move on. Keep an eye out for me. Keep an eye out for uh, House Party, okay? Uh, House Mouse, and then also Christmas Carol. He's also on that group right there, and he may be playing uh, Damari Carroll. He's gonna be coming in and playing as well. And so again, they love their little. They love their their uh, cornered three specialists <laughs> over in the Rocketville. And because of how many points they score, a corner three specialist on the Rockets means a lot more than someone, let's say, on the on the Charlotte, like a corner three specialist on Charlotte or any other team like that. Um, it, just, it just means more. Um, so you just, Damari Carroll, House, um, you know, uh, House Party, um, those type, those guys, you know, if you need a three, a, a three specialist at the end of, end of in the drafts definitely aim for someone from houston but starks any others before we move over um just real quick i think like i said christian would yeah his his value might be weird um but i would say i still want i still want christian wood just because the the high risk high reward um and pj tucker i I guess they're going to insert in a four but i guess we'll see but as of right now, the projection is from what I believe Christian Wood is going to start over Demarcus Cousins, which makes sense. But we can we can if, move over. If that okay. happens, that'll be great. I, that would be such a um, interesting situation to monitor because if he does start over Demarcus, how long you know before Demarcus? Because Demarcus is just a bigger name, right? It's just a bigger name than Christian Wood and. If he gets healthy, if Demarcus Cousins gets healthy, it's going to be one of those back and forth. Hopefully, it doesn't end up being one of those weird. Tw- they both play 20, 22 minutes a game type of things, and you know, I hate those. So, all right, so we'll move on from there. Uh, go uh, go into some smaller. Oh, let's go into Westbrook real quick before we move on. Westbrook yeah. has gone over to the Wizards, and he's going to be teaming up the dynamic duo of Westbrook and Beal. Starks, does this help or hurt Beal's draft stock? When, uh, his, his, his draft stock is going to come down a little bit. Uh, it's going to slide because we have to remember what 
Bradley Bill the last couple of years has been the man there. Yeah, there has yeah. been no John Wall. And Bradley Bill was putting up what? Um, he was putting up back end first round value. Pretty mm-hmm. much almost essentially the last, well, obviously last year and then the year prior to that, kind of like beginning second round. At his, as his, uh, his ADP right now, I'm not going to purchase, or excuse me, not purchase, I'm not going to draft him at his spot because Russell, Russell is there. And not only that, we have to understand is it uh, Scotty Brooks? He's back with Scotty Brooks. Russ is. And honestly, Russ's value is going to go up too. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's going to yeah. suck up. Everybody's used to rate in Washington. So for those players like it, we thought like Rui Hachimara, Orochimaru, and like Troy Brown, Thomas Bryant, Russ is going to kind of suck up the usage from him. He's good. I'm not saying he's going to go back to the triple-double Russell Westbrook that we were familiar with back in OKC before Paul George came, but I think Russ's value is going to go up. Bradley Bill's value is going to slide down. I think it's going to be more of a uh, early third round to back in second round value, but where his current ADP is, uh, I won't be. I'm probably going to miss out on Bradley Bill, unfortunately. And in dynasty formats, um, you know, you can 27 years old Bradley Bill, pretty much at his prime. You got Russ at 32. You got to just like I said, deal with it. Um, but I think his value is going to take a hit a little bit there. Yes, I agree. Um, but what I will say is that. Um... Uh, Bradley Beal is not Harden, okay? I'm not going to say he is, but Bradley Beal's a different... I feel like Bradley Beal's a better spot shooter than Harden, I would say. Harden, he does a lot of off-the-dribble type stuff. I'm not saying Harden can't hit a, you know, a a spot-up jumper. I'm just saying... Bradley Bill's game, he can catch off of a pick and then shoot it. He has those Ray Allen skill sets. And so Russell Westbrook plays better with those type of players with this type of offense that he has. And so with his high usage rate, I feel like this year he's going to be dabbling with a, a lot more assist than he did last year because he's not dealing with Harden. Harden was almost a primarily, you know, they, they kind of played Westbrook off ball a lot. And so with this, I feel like West, Russell Westbrook is going to have the offense in his hands or running the offense a lot more this year than he was last year. And so I think that's going to turn to Westbrook having more assists. He's going to be, I feel like this is just a prediction, but on this squad, I could see him flirting back with his almost eight to nine to 10 assists per game. Um, maybe his scoring come down a little bit because Bradley Beal is going to still be scoring. Ruchi, Rui Hachimara, um, he has... Um, What's our what's our guy? Bertans. He got Bertans um, over there to uh, uh, pass it to. But as far as uh, usage rate and as far as seeing Westbrook run around the court, um, I think he's that that Westbrook is back. <laughs> so look out for that. Um, but if you're looking for someone who can give you assist and Westbrook may go cheap because he's older, um, you know, he may go a little cheaper than usual this year. So. I would definitely pick him up if you're looking for someone to get some high assists. Um, but his, you know, his issue is, will he be efficient? And the answer is probably no. So just keep that in mind when you're, when you're going after Russ, he's going to get you some, some of those meaty stats. He's going to get you some big meaty stats, but those percentages, man, Russ will kill you when you need him not to the most. So just keep that in mind. If you're going for a non-percentage strat, um, Russell Westbrook might be a good pickup. If, if you play in points leagues, you better oh, get yeah. 
yeah. you get if you play in a points re- league, Russ is like top five, probably even earlier than that this yeah. year, I think, in Washington. Um, but there's going to be question marks if he's going to be playing back to back. But this was this was something you know me and LT had talked about this this move if it was John Wall this and and Russ to swap. This is probably the best situation Russell can be. I think this solidifies Washington being the eighth seed in the mm-hmm. East. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think they will definitely be way more. Um, I think just with Russ being there, he he's a winner. Um, I know a lot of people don't, you know, won't say that, but he's a winner. He's he's everywhere he's been at. They've been competitive um, yeah. up into playoff areas, so you can't, you know, it's gonna. Be, he has another superstar with them. It's not like he has uh, just, you know, a bunch of randoms around him. Like when CB3 went over to um, Thunder, um, then little Gallinari, eh, eh. But um, but yeah, he has Beal, and they actually have good pieces around them, Stark. So um, you know, I, I like that team. I like that team. I'll be checking out the Wizards for sure. Um, but yeah. Uh, Westbrook is all meat, no gravy, man. He, he's, he, 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 those, those percentages, man, he will, you know, those field goal percentages, free throw percentages, um, those, those, those man will kill you. So if you like meat stats and that's all you're going for, <laughs> Russ is, Russ is your guy, man, but whoo, it's going to be some dry meat, <laughs> no gravy, man. But that's all I have for Russ. Anything else you want to touch on, man? Uh, so no, I, th- I think that's pretty much it for that. But I still think, at the end of the day, I, I, it, it just—it's just a gut feeling. I think eventually, Harden is going to get moved somewhere else, man. Mm. I, I just don't—I don't see him staying in Houston. Houston is not, unfortunately, he's not going to win there. And I—I I, I just—it's just one of those things we, we talked about. It's—it's it's hard to see maybe Harden or Russ. Maybe they're probably most likely not get it. They're not going to get a championship unless they go to a team that's loaded. I'm just being honest, man. Well, well, no, yeah, no, no. I was gonna say, I think that, um, I think that in the next couple of years, you're gonna see very similar things to what we've seen so far with the like Lakers and the Clippers, and some of these older superstars are gonna start joining up together on different other teams. Uh-huh. I can see the next big shakeup is whoever, wherever Gian, if Gian, Giannis doesn't win one. Um, Yo, I'm glad you brought that up, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Giannis doesn't win one. He you know, that can be a big one um, for next year. Um, Harden, Giannis, you know, that's that craziness. Um, that would be a crazy little you know, team up. You know, that that's the big next one. So this year, they didn't really have time to really get anything too crazy off. Um, you know, a couple people changed spots, but nothing too, too crazy. But um, next year, once we have a proper offseason, if we have a proper offseason, um, I, I can expect, uh, especially if the Lakers win again, if the Lakers, if the Lakers win again, I can see the whole league just shifting to three man, three man units, ninja style, uh, Naruto ninja style, just three man squads, man, just like big, like big threes. Like I can see it happening, man. It's probably what we're going to. Um, as you say, Greek freak, man. This, I don't know if you heard what he said, and this is why I know this is a little heart wrenching, but it's like it's it should be common to us now. This generation is different. But, I'm not saying that all the NBA players just lost their competitive edge, but Greek Freak had mentioned uh, he wouldn't mind doing, like, joining. Well, I wouldn't say join, but he said he didn't mind teaming up with, like, superstars now. So just keep that in mind. 
I think this is one of those situations in Milwaukee. He's not gonna he's not gonna stay in Milwaukee the rest of his career. Of his career. I can I can pretty much guarantee that unless they get a superstar. Right. Over unless they bring someone over to Milwaukee. My thing my thing is is that I I used to feel the same way as you about the competitive even with Lillard what he's been talking about, but I I feel like I feel like um it's almost like the Jordan effect man because I'm not saying LeBron's just as good as Jordan or whatever but you know, trying to beat LeBron and LeBron's with Anthony Davis and they got all the, this this crazy squad uh, of, of great, you know, high quality players and vets. You, it's so hard. It's so hard if you just got like regular guys, you know what I'm saying? Like guys, you know, regular guys on your squad trying to make it happen. That's, that's awesome. But these, 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 these pros, when they get, they, they're used to winning. You know, wow. they're used to winning every game, dominating. And then when you get a couple years of getting knocked, get your teeth knocked in <laughs> over and over, over again. And then by the same guy, I would start, I, I would feel some type of way too. I would start being like, okay, let's, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I'm going over to the, I'm going over to the Warriors. Cause, <laughs> cause, cause I mean, he has to. Just to just to defeat LeBron, you have to. You gotta form, you know, form an alliance with Clay, Curry, Draymond, and Giannis. I would, I mean, I mean, that team seems pretty formidable. So, man, I, I just, I think that's what is going to end up happening is who's the next big set of three superstars or two. In this case, LeBron only needs <laughs> only needs Anthony Davis, but Anthony Davis is like the best. One yeah. A, two B player in the league. So, um, for fantasy, that's good. That's not great. Um, you know, we like we like in fantasy. We want to see more spread out of superstars so we can fill our rosters with more points and numbers. But it's gonna. I think it's gonna be more strategy in fantasy coming up. We're gonna have to really, really start strategizing on who we pick up and uh, depending on where they're at. Right. All right. We can look forward there, brother. All right. All right. So the next step, uh, we're gonna talk about. A couple of big men here, uh, so we're gonna call this the big man segment, and um, we got Marcus Saul going over oh. to the Lakers. Of course, the rich get richer. Um, Starks, um, fantasy wise, does this change your outlook on Marcus Saul fantasy wise at all? You think he uh, takes in a bigger role um, in the Lakers? Uh, the Javel McGee, um, Dwight Howard. Uh, I think Dwight Howard might be. No, 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 he's not. He's not. Yeah, the Dwight Howard, JaVel McGee role. What do you think, Starks? Listen, I'm, I know Marcus Saul is, what, 35? Close he's to 30. He's old. He's old. He is old as a bag of bones and did not do good last year in Toronto. But listen, I think he, there's a good chance he's most likely he's going to start. Yeah. And I'm going to cut a massive coupon with him. I don't care. It's Marcus Saul. This ain't pal. This is Marcus Saul. I am hoping to. LT, is, he's, he's on it, too. About them cheap big men. Ooh. This is one of those cheap big men I'm going to probably go after if I'm going to go guard heavy because a lot of times when I draft these days, I like to go guard heavy. And although he was outside the top, what, 110 and ADP, it was putrid in Toronto. I get it. His minutes dropped down. His usage rate was really bad. There's so many red flags about Marcus Saul. I get it. But you're playing with the team of the Lakers and you're playing with LeBron and he is almost 36 years old. I think he's going to be 36 next month or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I would like to have him in a – if you did a redraft format, I'm getting him past, like, the 11th or 12th round. I have to. 
Now, if, if someone is going to get him in the seventh round, God bless you. I, I'm not. I'm not there. I'm not there yet. Um, but he may not. He may not be the. Obviously, he's not going to be the Marcus Gasol we're we're accustomed to. In dynasty formats, you're, it's good. It feels gross to even have him. But honestly, win now situation, I will get him for the cheap redraft formats. I'm going to get him past the eleventh round, and, and hopefully that cheap big man will give me that opportunity. Because what? Their next big man in L.A., obviously Anthony Davis, but he plays more of the four, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we look at, okay, and then you got Montrez Harold. I get it. Like, I definitely get it. But Montrez Harold, to me, they're probably going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, they're probably going to start him sometimes at the five. But it just seems like Montrez Harold is still going to be a, more of a player that they're going to bring off the bench. So that's just something that I'm going to look at. Um, but as far as that move, that's that's a beautiful move for the Lakers. Yes, two things I want to mention. First of all, you know I love my cheap big men, my cheapy big men. I love it. So just keep keep. Uh, so think about that when you're in the back ends, depending on your draft strategy, because we do have people in our draft that do that do the um, you know, all the big men. So a lot of big men get taken in my drafts and our drafts anyway. We got a couple of people who love big men. So a lot of those big men that normally would be available in most normal drafts are never available because we got a couple of people that just love their big men. So I always end up having to do certain strategies around cheaper big men in the later parts of drafts. And that's why I love the stuff about Tony Bradley, Christian Wood, um, even though Christian Wood probably will go a little earlier if he's starting. Um, and then um, Marcus Saul is a great, near the end of a draft if someone tried to take him in the seventh round they crazy but if it's um you know later in the draft he's a good pickup because his him starting will be matchup dependent so you know if he if they if the other team um has a you know a, a you know the proper five four slots they will slide marcus all in in that five spot to play against um you know those bigger those bigger centers and so um that way they don't have to put anthony davis on those bigger guys to get busted up in the middle because that's his biggest weakness, right? Anthony Davis is not the strongest guy in the world. Um, so that's his biggest weakness. And if he can't, it doesn't, he doesn't have to be in the post getting banged up. Um, he can do better on offense. So um, just keep that in mind. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, and this is a, this is a potential, I'm just, listen, Starks, don't get mad at me, but I am going to be targeting Alex Caruso, Alex Caruso in a lot of my drafts. I know Starks, it's weird. It's weird. I know. Look at your face. But uh-huh. with the departure of Ranjay Rondo, Ranjay, Rajay, Rajan Rondo, with the departure of Rondo, I really think, I really think that, oh, <laughs> I, I, with the departure of Ranjay Rondo, I really think that Alex Caruso is going to take a big part and maybe start at point guard this year. So I want you guys to just keep that in mind. I'm going to be targeting Alex Caruso in a lot of my drafts because I think he's going to play a nice little helping on the Lakers, Starks. And tell me if I'm wrong, who who starts over Caruso this year? Nintendo DS, man. So you think Schroeder's, a, you think he's going to start? Um, I, I I think he's gonna start, and then they they did also just sign resign uh, Quinn Cook, but Quinn Cook, I mean, yeah, listen, a, come on, it's man. not it's nothing come special. On, come on, man. But Alex Caruso, I think it's an interesting. 
that, I think that's an interesting move. Yeah, I mean, what, they, you, what you're saying. If they, if I'm, they, if they, if they start Schroeder, I can see that. I can see that happening potentially. I was thinking Schroeder would might be kind of a, a, you know, coming off the bench to solidify that bench mob. But maybe you're right. They, they may start Schroeder. We'll see what happens. They, it, it might honestly, they might even play matchups. Honestly, that's what the Lakers. It seems like it's going to do, true, right? True, um, true. And then we got. To, I can't. Okay, they get to get Wesley Matthews. So, mm-hmm. Alex Caruso. I believe he's going to start sometimes. So I, I don't think it makes sense what you just said. But I think I think I think Dennis Schroeder is going to get uh, a decent amount of starts. Well, Alex Caruso again. That's a back end pick, right? So I'm talking like. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, later yeah. in the rounds, I'm not saying target him in the sixth round or anything, you know, nothing crazy like that. But back in, if you're looking for potential backup point guards, that's going to be running, give you good, you know, give you good stats on any given night. I feel like with Alex Caruso getting more playing time, but you're right. Yeah. I forgot about Dennis Schroeder. He probably will start. Um, he, pro- for, he might, you know, Caruso might get some more playing time, but I'll, I don't I'll know. Leave. I don't know. Well, I think I it might be Schroeder. Him, but you can, my friend. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Alex Stan, man. We're, all, we're Alex all day, every day. Now, nah. um, next big man we're going to get into is uh, one of our guys. We both like this. We like Stephen Adams. Stephen uh, Adams has been moved to the NOLA um, to team up with that young team. And so, Starks, we haven't talked about uh, them um, really at all. Um, what do you think about this move? And does he start for the Pelicans? Yeah. Yeah, he starts. This sucks for Jackson Hayes, man. This mm-hmm. Jackson Hayes was a guy was like was heavy on because of the dynasty formats that if you were a GM and see this is why I really suggest that people play if you play in a dynasty format, you play to win now. You know, the first two to three years you want to win. But obviously everybody has a different style. But this is the issue. When you play in dynasty formats, you're hoping that certain players that is young, Jackson Hayes at twenty, um, had the chance you, you know it's like man they're gonna he's gonna have a chance you're feeling good you feel excited you feel all bubbly and warm on the inside but this is what free agency does right someone could be someone could come over a veteran or someone in their prime and, and really solidify the starting position and i think you know you asked me like stephen adams is going to start at the five you know i believe it the pelicans and then zion williamson probably at the four um but this stephen adams now the question is it's like what, what about his value is it going to go up Stephen Adams, honestly, maybe you're. I think that's you and Jacobs. I'm not really. I, I don't care for Stephen Adams, uh, fantasy value wise. I mean, he's a. He was close to inside the top hundred. I mean, he's a good player. He's a double double threat. I get it. High field goal percentage guy. Charity stripe is going to suck. Um, what's it going to do for the for the Pelicans over there? You know, maybe Lonzo Ball drops him off the ball there here and there, but I, I'm going to be fading from him in most leagues. Yeah, this is tough. Um, I don't know who's going to start where. I would imagine, of course, Lonzo has his starting position. Um, J.J. Redick or Bledsoe, who starts at that two position, um, I'm not too sure. Maybe Bledsoe. Maybe he gets another chance to shine. Um, and then, of course, you got our the new uh, contract man, Brandon Ingram, who got his money, um, is uh, with... Um, Zion and then yeah, Stephen Adams and so it sucks for Mister uh, for uh, for Jackson Hayes man. It's man, it's you know he was an up and coming. We really liked his potential here at New Life. So um, 
hopefully he still is able to carve out some type of value, um, especially in uh, deep leagues, you know, 20 man, you know, 20 man leagues where um, he probably will still get a lot of playing time. He's, he probably will get playing time. It's just yeah. Steven Adams definitely cuts into his value on, you know, regular draft and um, um, dynasty levels. So. But that's okay. We'll we'll keep our faith that you know that that not that Stephen Adams get hurt or anything, but that Jackson <laughs> Jackson can kind of kind of you know take his take his take his spot. You know, um, so I can see Stephen Adams coming off the bench. Um, he's getting up there um, in age. Another cheap big though. Um, all right, we're gonna go to the next guy. This is yours. This is all you, man. Bobby Boucher or in, uh, uh, his real name Chris Boucher, Serge Abaka has gone over to the Clippers. So he is on the Clips team. And that opens up a that opens up an area or spot for Mr. Chris Mr. Chris Boucher on you know you know what I'm talking about. Them whoo, them uh, shackles and chains they be playing over in Toronto Raptors land. Once you get into that starting lineup, man, you're you're good to go for 30 plus minutes a night. And trust me, they ain't gonna change this year because everybody, uh, you know, everybody's sick and got got you know what. And so you're gonna get a lot of time if you get it if you just break into that starting lineup. You're gonna get a lot of playing time. And my man Cruz Boucher has just become the four or five at on this team starks what do you feel about your boy actually more than likely getting a huge helping of playing time this year man yes the water boy he might get a chance to start bobby boucher chris boucher well you know they got aaron baines now so that is you know what? I don't care. I'm going. I'm going to draft Chris Boucher with confidence in in a lot of leagues. You know, because he's going to be honestly in the back end in in redraft formats. Get him past the 80s and feel good about it, right? Um, hopefully, hopefully he starts. But Aaron Baines, I think he's going to. I think Aaron Baines is going to start for a little bit in Toronto. And they also got Alex Lynn. But please stop beating around the bush. Just let Boucher start. Just just let it happen, so we can all feel good about it. Uh, but I. I definitely like Ibaka leaving, so that way it can open up some opportunity for Boucher. Toronto is one of those teams, just like LT, you know, this is one of LT specials. You know, I remember him talking about Toronto last year, you know, the sweatshops was real, and they, they are super real. Real to the point that they were so much in a sweatshop that the players started getting hurt, and that's why we have to be careful when we do sweatshops on players. But for you fantasy GMs, it feels good, but it's risk behind it. Um, and also, since we're on Toronto, another guy that I was going to mention, LT, that you should be, I'm sure you're going to be excited about, one of your originals, the OG. He said he's preparing for a larger role in the offense, so he's going to be a sneaky guy in the mid-rounds. And listen, 23-year-old guy, and, you know, with, uh, and, I, and I know he's more of like a three, he plays at the three, but, you know, with Serge Ibaka out, it's going to only open up more of the opportunity there. Because Rondé Hollis Jefferson ain't there anymore either, baby. OG is going to get forced into that starting lineup in such a way that he is going to drink up all of those minutes and he's going to be sweating. And listen, a top 75 player better from the OG, you better believe it. And I will pass you back the ball to you. The OG, the originator, the old, the original Adobe. Yo, listen, um, this team's going to be interesting because um, Kyle Lowry's 34. Um, he's getting up there in age. 
but he's still the he's still the point guard. Van Vliet, they just gave him a nice lump sum of money, so he's going to be playing his heart out this year. Then you got Anuabi, and then you got, um, of course, Pascal Siakam. Um, and then you got that five spot that is going to be fluid. Aaron Baines, I know he is a good, um, you know, definitely a good center. Uh, you know, he's had his time in the sun, uh, but he's never been a guy to play a whole bunch of minutes. So um, Boucher will get his chance, Starks. He will get his chance this year to show that he can uh, produce um, in that starting lineup, I, you know, it might start off a little slow. We'll see. They might start with Aaron, but I feel like eventually age will win out in this one and Boucher will jump in and take the reins, but we will see. We will see. Um, but, um, whoever gets, you know, that, that's going to be a fluid, you know, situation, but I think it's going to be similar to last year where they're going to go a smaller lineup like they did with Abaka. Um, but yeah, that's all I had for those big men. Oh, last big man on the on on right last, last big man here is going to be Tristan Thompson. So Tristan Thompson has made his way whew, and tell starts when I heard about this. I was licking, I was licking my chops, boy. You know, you know what I love to hear. Boston Tristan Thompson has made his way over to Boston to play on the Celtics. And there's a little bit of a, a, a gap here um, on the uh, on as far as who's going to play where. I'm not too sure where they're going to play, who's going to play where. Um, but we know that Tristan Thomas and Thesis are going to be fighting over that fifth spot. Um, Starks, who starts at the two? Is it smart? So I think I think the starters are going to be at the two. I think it's going to be Marcus Smart at the two. Okay. Okay. Um, so the the projections I believe is Kemba at the one, Marcus Smart at the two, Jalen Brown three, Jason Tatum four. That fifth position though, that's going to get a little weird. And I know you're all about the cheap bigs, LT. It's going to be there. There's going to be musical chairs with Daniel Tice and uh, Tristan Triscuits or Biscuits Tristan Thompson. And to be honest with you, Daniel Tice, he was a very underrated player last year. He was inside the top 80, top 80. So that's just one of those things that I am going to probably, if okay, if I'm not, if I'm going cheap bigs, I'm probably just going to, I might have to choose one of the two there, but I, I'm really skeptical on how Boston is going to do that. But Tristan, you would think, you know, they're going to have to use him. Um, yeah. But that's my thoughts there, man. Yeah, I think Tristan's going to slide into that fifth spot, to be honest with you. And then, listen, this is going to be interesting because we have not seen Tristan on a competitive team in a long time, in all honesty. No, not to be funny, but, you know, since LeBron <laughs> left Cleveland. So Tristan being on a competitive team, I wonder if this is going to make just a little bit better for a lot of those those stats you love to see from him. Percentages um, with being on a better team, there's going to be less you know focus on him. He's going to be able to get. He's going to be able to crash those boards hard. Um, he's going to be able to do a lot of the things he loves to do. And when I tell you, I love to see it at the back end of my draft starts for those cheap big minutes. He may. He's also. I know he's spry. He's a nice spry guy. He might be playing some hefty minutes in the clutch um, and in those games. So yes, thesis will 
cut into some of his minutes, but if he can just carve out a nice little 25 to 27 minute role over there in Boston, I'm telling you what, cheap, big O'Rama. I'm going to be excited to bring him to the stage corpse this year on my fantasy team. Nice, nice. Um, so what, go ahead. No, no, no. Um, that's all I had. Uh, did you have anything else before we touch on our um, touch on our team, which is going to be the Washington Wizards? Uh, we're going to touch fantasy, looking at them. I know we kind of looked at them already with Westbrook, but we're going to take a look at some of those other guys on there. Starks, do you have anything else you wanted to bring in? Yes, I have one thing that I, I wanted to save this for you, LT. This one's a pretty much a juicy piece of information I, I almost overlooked. <clears throat> so... The Chicago Bulls, your boy, Kobe White Cheese. Billy Donovan said Kobe White will be the primary ball handler for the Bulls this season. If there is a person that is a sleeper this year, that rings sleeper all in my ears this year. And this is even in redraft formats that people that love that. Dynasty formats we talked about. You want to hope that Kobe White uh, gets some more playing time because he started doing well underneath the radar last year. We know that Kobe White is a usage rate player as well, too. Now, people are afraid of, oh, well, Zach Levine. Zach Levine is a good player. But the only other player that was pretty heavy in usage rate in Chicago other than Zach Levine pretty much sucking the usage out of everybody in Chicago. Kobe White is an an up-and-coming star. Well, let me let me backtrack. I ain't gonna say an up and coming star, but an up and coming player from Chicago that warrants that usage rate. Because honestly, everybody in that Chicago lineup does not need. Well, not say they don't, but they don't suck up the usage rate. But Kobe White is that player. He is the next player up. Now, not only is Billy Donovan uh, promoting Kobe White. But he is also potentially, not even potential. I think he's going to get the starting job over Thomas Sadoransky. This is going to be a solidified player that you have to, you're, you might have to reach a little bit. Because if he's going to start, especially this fast, then I'm all about getting him. Um, you're going to have to probably reach for him in the sixth or seventh round. Honestly, in redraft formats, dynasty formats, you might have to reach a little bit higher. Uh, but to hear that he is going to be a player that is going to be the primary ball handler, to hear that from Billy Donovan, we know that Zach Levine is going to get some ball handling ability from time to time. But for him to be pushed to get the primary ball handler this fast, man, it, it, honestly, I think Kobe White is going to be a top 80 or 90 player. This okay. Okay. Top 80 to 90 player from Starks himself. Now listen, Starks Starks is going slow right now. He's going slow. He's but we're going to keep going cuz I have a lot to say about Kobe White, Kobe Jack Cheese. I got a lot to say and I want I want Starks to hear it. So I'm going to wait for him to get back after disconnecting. I'm going to wait. Cuz I want to I want him to hear the Sage Eyes win again. That's right. Sage eyes. I told you guys, listen, I'm going to talk to you guys on the podcast. You can't see me, but I'm talking to you. I'm looking right deep into your eyes. I told you guys about Kobe White. I've told you guys about Kobe White multiple times, multiple times. Told you guys 
He needs more time. He needs more touches. He needs more minutes. We're saying that all last year. And this is confirmation that what my sage eyes remember when I see things, I can see the future <laughs> seasons in advance. And so this is what I, I'm telling you. Oh, the call, the whole call ended. Yikes. Okay. That's no bueno. So as I was saying, y'all we're back, but what I was saying is the sage eyes have already confirmed and saw when I saw Kobe white on the court, I could see it. Okay. Determination, skills, speed, <laughs> everything you need to be a high tier fantasy pick. And Starks has just confirmed that today. So just remember what I was telling y'all about Kobe White, especially in, in those dynasty, dynasty GMs. Pick them up. And now it's time. I told you, I saw Thomas Sandoraski. Trust me, <laughs> he didn't pass the eye test. Okay. I watched him a couple of times, many times. Sorry if you're from Chicago, okay? And you like my man, Thomas. I'm telling you right now, he didn't pass the Sage Eye test. I saw what he could do. <laughs> Starks, it's not enough, okay? It never was enough. And so finally, the, uh, they probably looked at, they probably, they need to just hire me because they should have, <laughs> they probably, <laughs> they probably checked the tape and they were just like, man, <laughs> we ain't going to win with that guy. And, and, and that's what's going on right now. Now, Thomas Sandoraski, he still is a solid basketball player. Um, so he'll still be, you know, he'll still get minutes. He'll still be out there. Um, but I'm telling you right, I'm telling you right now, with this information, Kobe White being able to come out and start, put up big minutes. He's young. He's ready. And remember, you got it. This is the nugget I want to make sure Starks was here to hear, here to hear. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> well, I wanted you... <laughs> I wanted to say, this is the one season in fantasy where you're gonna have to do some, gonna have to do some strategy. Look at the teams that were not in the bubble, teams that were not playing in the bubble, and had all this time to rest. Young, young up and coming players like Kobe White, like Kobe White, who had time to actually rest, wasn't at all, he uh, wasn't involved at all in the bubble in the games or anything like that, look out for those teams. Charlotte Hornets, again, another squad that has that has just been chilling. <laughs> just been chilling. Look at those young guys and see who you could pick up. You know, not Gordon Hayward, okay? He was not chilling. He was playing, okay? And he got hurt again, by the way. Anyways, um, but those younger guys on the Hornets, teams that have had time to just chill, relax. They're going to come back a lot stronger than some of those, some of these teams from these big, you know, these bigger teams that were in that bubble in, in that bubble deep. So keep that in mind going forward. Starks back to you, man. Yeah. Just like you said, your boy, you, you called it here for sure. <clears throat> you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. <clears throat> yeah. You, you called this one Kobe cheese, man. He is, uh, he's looking like it. Listen, he could be a player if he gets a starting job, and it looks like it's it's really getting thrusted here. He is going to be a player. Now, he's not going to give you defensive stats, but it doesn't matter. It really doesn't even matter because guess what? He might be a 25-5 and five player. He might give you 20 points, five rebounds, and five assists. So that is something, if you are building the opposite, like if you're – excuse me, if you're paying for the expensive big man and you want a cheap guards – 
Kobe White is going to be a cheap guard. And honestly, the cat's going to be out the bag soon. Like, it, it really is. It really is, man. And that's all I got on Kobe White. Yeah, man. No, it, 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 this is this is if you're doing drafts early before a lot of uh, preseason games go in for a lot of clippings, because once yeah. the clippings start going out, man, and people start Googling things and doing all types of sort of craziness, you will lose your competitive edge. So make sure you're keeping track of some of these early clippings that are coming out, some of this early information. Um, we have a couple people in our league that like to stat chase. Okay, <laughs> they like to look at stats from games right before drafts to see who did crazy in preseason. And we know better than that here in the in Take a Ride podcast. We know better in New Life to just go off of one or two games. We want to we we go off of seasons, of progress time, and we also mostly opportunity. If that player has an opportunity to get thirty plus minutes a night, they have an opportunity to produce. And Kobe White sounds like he's ready. <laughs> He's ready to uh, cheese it up. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I'd said it anyway. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and move on. We're gonna ahead and move over. You can't see my screen anymore, can you? I can see. No, I can't. It's all right. It don't matter. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I did it anyway. Um, so we're going to talk about the Washington Wizards. So I got the Washington Wizards pulled up on my screen right now for Starks to see. And we talked a little bit about Westbrook. We kind of already went through a good amount of uh, the Wizards, to be honest. Um, maybe we'll touch on another team here. Because I, I think we went, we, we pretty much dove pretty deep into them. Oh, let's do it. So let's go ahead and go over to the Pacers. <sighs> This is one of me and Starks' teams. We both like some guys on the Pacers. There's a guy on here that I, w I really want to get Starks' opinion on. Actually, two guys. Oh, this is a perfect team to go over. Um, Starks, they're going to get Malcolm Brogdon back. What do you think the Pacers will do this year with healthy Dippo and Malcolm Brogdon together? Go. I'm scared, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so scared. The reason why I'm scared is because I don't know if you heard Dippo <clears throat> started talking a little crazy a little bit too, but talk about playing for like a different team. And I don't know, man. <clears throat> this is not this is not cool. Um Indiana, like I do like Indiana. We both like Indiana. Mm -hmm. But if I really hope that Dippo is as healthy as is what is being projected because even last year there was some weird weird stuff going on where he wasn't you could tell he wasn't 100 percent out there. They're both 28 years old. Dippo's about to be 29 here pretty soon. But a guy that I will definitely before I get well, I'll just say it now. So Dippo, I don't know how long he's going to be in Indiana. I I, I think he's not going to be a player that's going to be in Indiana too long. That's my honest opinion. But the question would go on where where could he go? That is a good question. Lakers. And some, <laughs> exactly. Might come off the bench. It almost seems like Dippo is going to be eventually. If if he doesn't come back to that Dippo form that he was a couple of seasons ago, he might be a six man somewhere. And that's I'm, I hate to say that, but it's the truth at this point in time. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Code it. But TJ Warren, this guy, this was a guy I was I was really hype on before the season started last year. And people were kind of like fading from him. But I was like, no, listen, if you give this guy, if he is healthy, 
He's going to be a top 50, like 60-ish player. And he was a top 41 player last year. Wild. And TJ Warren, is he's, he's a really good fantasy player. That is a guy that I'm excited for. Um, your boy, Demonis Sabonis, in the Miles Turner situation. I don't, man, Indiana is a weird team. I'm being honest. It, it's weird now because of how the players are I don't know if they could gel together because they're plus they're plus minus on the court when it comes to Sabonis and Miles Turner. <laughs> it doesn't look good, baby. And the thing is, Miles Turner, there was even rumors of him going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It's going to be at a point in time that he gets moved. Miles Turner, I'm going to cut coupons on because he was a top inside the top 60 this past year. So I'm going to try to cut coupons with him as well. Do not draft Miles Turner in the fourth round or earlier, even in dynasty formats, don't don't aggressively draft him. Uh, but I will say, if you can get him at the right price, then yes. Demonis Sabonis, that makes it an interesting position that you will be as a GM. I feel like I won't be able to get him in any formats because he's probably going to be reached upon, but he's, he's at this point in time deserving to be drafted. Uh, but as far as Indiana, um, you got Jeremy Lamb, right? It's like, man, he was hurt most of last year. And you got the Holiday Inn brothers. You got Justin and Aaron's <laughs> Holiday. So it's like, man, what are you going to do? And then the other big that I always like is Goga Bidadiz. <sighs> I hope that – I think it makes sense. If Miles Turner gets to go somewhere, Goga's going to be a player, dynasty format, nope. player that you, you definitely enjoy. I do. And Edmund Sumner is another name to you know list, but I just want to name all those players uh, since we're talking about Indiana. But as far as <clears throat> them on the East Conference, the question is, are they going to make the playoffs? Potentially, but I don't know now. I will pass you the ball, LT. I want to. I want to just make sure we understand that the Magic made it last year, and yeah, so <laughs> I think that the Pacers will definitely make the playoffs this year in the East because they were up there. They were. Um, I think fourth or fifth seed most of the year last year from my memory serves me correctly. Um, so it, it, listen, okay. They didn't even have Dippo all that much last year. So they didn't even have Dippo um, until the bubble. And he, trust me, <laughs> they could have just kept them at home. <laughs> okay. I could have just kept them at home. So it's going to be interesting to see with him actually getting time with the team and getting, you know, acclimated with the schemes, et cetera. If Dippo adds something that can help miles Turner and Sabonis play better together, because that's the goal for the Pacers. Them two have to be able to play well together in order for them to be successful. Cause they are their best players, um, you know, at any given time on the court. Um, and fantasy wise, I would definitely cut a coupon on Dippo. He is a super wild card this year. We don't know what or how he's going to be. The fact that Malcolm Brogdon's coming back will help with that, I think. But it's still Dippo. He, I don't know, man. Like Stark said, coming back from those injuries, is he the same player? And um, Dippo needed that explosiveness, that athleticism. And if that's hampered in any way long term, um, even when he's healthy, um, that's going to be big for his value, man. He's going to be more of a six-man role coming off going up against you know maybe lighter competition will help him um but my big one here is that it depends on who you want on your squad who you need do you need someone who's going to give you those defensive stats 
um, then go with Miles Turner. But if you need someone to carry you more offensively with rebounds, percentages, then the minus Sabonis is probably going to be better. They both are decent in percentages areas. So, I mean, you know, field goal percentage, et cetera. But as far as a scorer, if you need a scorer on your squad, definitely go with Sabonis. Um, if you're looking at anyone to draft on this list, Jeremy Land also was doing pretty good, but that was in the absence of Dippo and injuries to Brogdon. So just keep that in mind that Jeremy Land was doing well, but again, when he, before he got hurt, they were very injured on that team. So with them at full health, do not sleep on Malcolm Brogdon coming back. Again, do not sleep on him. A lot of people are going to forget. This is the big thing about the bubble and everything that's going on. People are going to forget about Brogdon because he's been gone a while, but just keep in mind that he is still a, a pretty good guard, point guard, second to third point guard on your team that can really put up big stats on any given night. Um, and he has people to pass to, you know, <laughs> I was about to say TJ McConnell, but no, uh, Doug McDermott, you know, shooters are, uh, you know, they do have a couple of shooters. Um, the holiday brothers, holiday, <laughs> the holiday <laughs> brothers, like Stark said, um, and then it's going to be interesting to see what they do with some of their young talent. Um, I think this year is not one of those years. They really go into the young guys. Um, I think it's going to be Brogdon, TJ, uh, Warren G, Dippo, Sabonis, and um, Miles Turner. I think that's your starting five. I think there's not really anything really to really think too hard about it. So DeMontis Sabonis is definitely a good pickup. Probably I'll give him a little bit of an edge over Miles Turner overall. But if you're really needing blocks, you know, those, you know, blocks, because that's a, you know, a hard, hard stat to get. Um, Miles Turner is still your guy. He is still a blocks guy, um, you know, um, maybe not as I don't know. Starks is more good on the specific stats. Was he better last year or the year before on the blocks? Miles Turner? Yeah, Miles Turner. Because I feel like last year his blocks went down. Yeah, his blocks went down a little yeah. bit. For sure. okay, he was, okay. was 2.1 blocks last year. The season prior to that was 2.7. That's, yeah, that, that's yeah. a huge that's a huge drop. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. So, But he was also taking on more of a offensive you know, role or trying to anyway, um, with all the injury. To. He tried to, yeah, with the, with the, with the injury. So he was trying to, um, so, um, if we'll see with them fully healthy, if he can go back to focusing on that side of it. And let me also say this, if that is the biggest, and that's why I'm a little down on Indiana. If it's always Brogdon, like you said, he's a, a very good player. And a yeah. lot of people are going to oh, forget what he was doing because he got injured too at one point. Yeah. Dippo, I really believe it's going to – if Dippo is, like I said, if he could be the player that we once remembered, him and Brogdon is a nasty combo. Like, that's a nasty, nasty backcourt. But for some reason in my gut, there's something – I don't know if Dippo could be the same player. But if he can, Indiana will be a very – it's going to – India. okay, so if Dippo is somehow the player that he once was – it's gonna it's gonna bring me back to the thing the logic of you know how Miami kind of came out and we mm -hmm. we all loved Miami last year right even before they made the championship. Indiana is like that that team that could be a very underrated team just like Miami that can really come out, but it's gonna go on the the hands and how a healthy Dippo is, and that also goes with Brogdon too. You know what I mean? So and TJ Warren, I'm gonna be honest, TJ Warren is he's gonna bring it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But Indiana, they have the talent there, but it's just going to go on the hills of Dippo if he can be healthy. Mm -hmm. 
and Brogdon, what's he going to bring? And how they, they they still need to figure out how they can mesh well together because they haven't they haven't really played together on positive terms yet as far as working with each other. Absolutely. And just remember, Indiana was not at full percent last playoffs in the bubble. Right. They were they were they had their best players were not playing. So again. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a good, I you know they got beat by Heat, blah blah blah. But they, you know, again a full a full powered, you know, healthy Indiana Pacers team. I feel like it's similar to a you know a you know a, a Miami Heat team. They were very similar on paper um, with the guys they have if everyone's healthy. So they need to focus on staying healthy. If they can stay healthy, um, they're going to definitely be in the playoffs this upcoming year, especially on the East side. Um, but yeah, that's all I got on them. Starks, Jeremy Lamb, still a good. Maybe if you need points, back end player, he's still going to play some minutes for them. He's going to be coming off the bench. Um, I believe they picked up Keisha Stanley. I believe is who they picked up. I'm not too sure. I yeah. think that's their uh, their most recent pickup. So he'll probably be, um, you know, if he comes out and does well, that might be who they. <laughs> it might be the dip over placement. We do not know. So keep that in mind too. Keisha Stanley. Um, a legitimately high pick from what I remember. Um, so just just keep that in mind. But other than that, um, that's all I got, Starks. Anybody, anything else? No, that's all I got, man. All right, perfect, perfect. All right, well, um, that's pretty much all I have, man. Uh, there's nothing else. We get it over to you for the close, man. Closing, closing shot. Clutch shot. And so um, my clutch shot, I'm going to go ahead and do my clutch shot real quick, Starks. Portland. Okay. Trailblazers. That's going to be my clutch shot for a long time because, listen, I am very hyped for this season, Starks. You know I'm hyped for this season, man. And so look at these beautiful faces. You can't see them. I'll make sure you can see them on your phone. I'm going to make sure you can see them. Don't worry. You can't get away from these beautiful faces. So, yeah. So (laughs) we have um, Carmelo Anthony decided to come back. We got Harry Giles. We got Robert Covert. We got Zach Collins. He'll come back eventually in this year. Um, We got Derek Jones Jr., Rodney Hood, Woo, Ennis Canner, he's back. D. Lillard, you know, the man, the myth, the legend. And we still got Nazir Little. Don't worry, but don't forget about Nazir Little. Still very good on the defensive end coming off the bench. C.J. McCullum, we got Joseph Nerfick, healthy baby. We got Caleb Swanigan again, Anthony Simons, and your boy Gary Trent Jr., GTJ. And listen, listen. I wanted to just not the real, the real, I'm just kidding y'all. The real clutch shot is that, uh, uh, Scotty, um, not Scotty, but our, our coach has advised that the new additions will be starting. So I want you at home for fantasy purposes to know who to pick up and who to look at. Derek Jones Jr. Will be the starter as well as Robert Covington. Those will be the starters on day one. Um, so there's no guessing, no nothing. Rodney, uh, you know, Rodney hood will be coming off the bench. Um, and Carmelo Anthony will be coming off the bench. Um, so just keep that in mind when you're drafting. Um, but those, it has been confirmed. So, you know, you know, I just wanted to put it out there and Starks, what do you think about those guys actually starting and being the starters on day one? I missed that last part. Did you say Trent is starting or no, he's not starting? Who? Gary Trent. He's coming no, up. no, he's bench. He's bench. So the, oh. the coach said that all the new additions will be starting. Oh, wow. So that's Covington and Derrick Jones. So Derrick Jones will be the four. And then. Um, oh, interesting. Nerfick okay. will be the five. Col- Robert Covert will be the three. So Derrick Jones, that's going to be an interesting one that you might want to. You might want to draft him too. like 
like the last end of the bench if you're in a redraft formats. Dynasty formats, you, you might want to consider him too. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, that you're feeling good, or what do you think? No, I like it. You know, the, the biggest issue I had I have with the Blazers is our bench. For mm-hmm. any, 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 any year, our bench was always there. We always had one or two decent guys on the bench, but overall, and now the fact that we're going to have Gary Trent coming off the bench, we're going to have Anthony Simons coming off the bench to replace those top two guys. We got Rodney Hood coming off the bench. We got Harry Giles, Carmelo Anthony coming off the bench. We have Ennis Canner coming off the bench we have guys okay we have nasir little to come off the bench for defense maybe we, he can be a specialist to lock down some guys so again we have scorers we have guys coming off the bench to give our starters a rest <laughs> and that is the main thing that i think that we need i think the the big thing is that there, anytime we had damian lillard we can never have damian lillard and cj mccullum off the court at the same time for extended amount of time. It was the biggest issue with our team is that they they would like rotate Lillard and McCollum all the time so that at least one of them was on the court. We don't have to do that anymore. We do not have to do that anymore with this lineup because a, a, you know, a bench mob coming out with Rodney Hood, uh, Anthony Simons, Gary, your boy GTR, GTJ, um, Rodney Hood, Giles, Carmelo, and uh in his canner or anybody or um yeah in his canner um they're gonna be able to produce um they're they're they're, they're tried and true um rodney hood's a starter he can be a starter in this league um and so same thing with gtj he's coming into his own and so i really like what we have so we just have to make sure that we give the proper rest to damian lillard and cj so in the fourth quarter they can do what they need to do and that's clutch up and finish game so <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm very excited for this year. I'm going to be talking a lot about the Blazers. So on the podcast, if you guys are tired of hearing about the Blazers, too bad. <laughs> it's going to happen a lot. So yeah, no, but that's my clutch shot. And Mello, big shout out to Mello. Thank you for taking that that, that small contract, brother. <laughs> Thank you for calling to come off the bench too, Mello. Mello's finally, finally come around. To have Melo, Carmelo, the Carmelo Anthony coming off the bench feels good, man. Feels good. Yeah, I bet it does. So the clutch shot, that was a good one. So the clutch shot I'm going to take is, I think I felt like I talked about this before, but I guess I have to do it again. In these coming up drafts, there is one player that, as you guys know, in new life, we're not too, I, I think it's probably LT2. We're not too fond of this guy in the NBA because of how he did things. And that's Kevin Durant. But in saying that, in the clutch shot, you have to know when to remove your heartstrings to go after championships and fantasy. And I am going to say this. He is a player, especially in redraft formats and even in dynasty formats. I... It's one of those things you don't ever want to take a risk in the first round. You don't want to. But I'm going to be honest with you. If you are attempting to win in a redraft format, I'm going to put everything aside, and I'm going to go full gusto, and I am going to draft Kevin Durant. I understand it is. it was one of those injuries that is very concerning. It's it's a risk. But this risk, high reward, is potential. I, 
So if you have Kevin Durant on your team and he is healthy, I can pretty much almost guarantee that you're going to make the playoffs if you have Kevin Durant on your fantasy team, if he is healthy. So in saying that, you're going to be able to get, as, as far as his ADP from what I last time I checked in Yahoo was like 12 or something like that. I'm, I'm drafting him. If you play in like maybe 12, 10-man leagues, I am drafting him at the back end. And if I have the nine spot, I'm probably going to even draft him there. Like, I don't, I don't care. There's no this way. guy is going to be, if healthy, a top five player, top three. Matter of fact, maybe a top three player, if healthy. I will not question it. And I will draft him with confidence, even though it's not it's, – it's, it's still kind of gross because it's still one of those things he needs to be healthy. Maybe he doesn't play in back-to-back games. But when fantasy playoffs is 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 going to be at that time, because I'm saying, like, you're going to make the playoffs with him if he's healthy. Then you draft him up, and then you pair him with another a solid player in the second round. And I, I, I can – I feel – I would listen. I would rather draft him over Kawhi. I would rather draft Durant, obviously over Paul George, over Jimmy Butler, over. Let me see. I'm gonna just pull up some more players. What I will say too. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say what I will say too is that KD is definitely. If you draft them early, you have to have to temper your expectations early. Yes. You have to just make sure you are in it for the long haul if you do pick him up because in the second half of the season, he could explode um, and just be that top five, you know, top three fantasy player we know he can be. But early, they may play it safe. They may play it safe with our boy early. So just keep that in mind. I will even draft him over LeBron in redraft formats. This one is going to be a tough pill to swallow right here, and I'm probably going to get people to get upset with this one. But that's okay. This one is the hardest one to, to say to do in the redraft league. But I will draft Kevin Durant over Jason Jason Tatum in a redraft format. That is how hard I am going to go over and try to get Kevin Durant. Dynasty formats, uh, probably not. I'm going to get Jason Tatum. Redraft formats, I am going to be all over Kevin Durant. The, the cat's out the bag. I don't have time to dance. And what LT just said, you do have to temper your expectations in the beginning, but it is a risk I'm, I'm willing to take because, listen, we talked about Harden being most likely, if he stays in Houston, the number one player in fantasy. It's going to happen. But if you're trying to go against a Harden-driven redraft format team, the only other player, I mean, you can say, say Curry, you can say all these players, you can try Luka, but I'm going to be honest with you, it might not be enough. KD could be that person to be just enough if he is healthy. So that's why I am going to go aggressive on KD. Um, that is my clutch shot. Is there any last impressions on that, LT? No, I'm just looking at this Nets team, and this Nets team looks like <laughs> this Nets team looks like a finals team. Look at the look at look look who they have on their roster. Wilson Chandler. Wilson the Wilson Chandler. They got <laughs> they got yeah, they got um Tour. They got the Prince of All Saiyans. They got um, Jeff Green. Oh my God! Isn't Jeff, Jeff Green? Exactly. Isn't Jeff Green just like a a plug and play player for like a team that's trying to win now? Uh, yeah. Jeff Green. They got. They picked up Landry Shamit. <laughs> huh? Yo. <laughs> they picked up Landry. They're just. Yeah, they're just. Listen. 
I Tyler Johnson is on this team too. I didn't even know Tyler Johnson was on the Nets. That they have a squad, man. Just just look out for the Nets, man. They've been this is what this is what they've been rating for. This is the moment that they've been plotting and planning for ever since they got Durant a year or two ago. Look out for them. And again, remember Durant did not play during the bubble, even though he hasn't played for years. He's had plenty of time to re, you know, to get it get it back. He may he may come out and 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 dominate. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm not even I'm not even trying to be funny. He may come out and dominate. And so, if you have a chance to pick up Durant, if he starts, man, if you can get him 12 ADP Starks, yeah, people are getting him on the turn, the turn of the turn. Yo, the turn, if you get him on the turn, I'm all in. I'm not <laughs> that. Actually, I almost hope I can get like the eighth pick just to so I can try to get him at the eighth spot. This is this is going to be a year where you can no matter your pick, no matter your pick. I yeah. think you're in a good spot, man. I think you're. I think any pick can 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 really get, because there's a lot of players that people are not going to respect because of injuries. And to be honest with you, Kevin Durant, even with the injury like that, if there's a player that can, you know, is he's not Paul George. No disrespect to Paul George, but my man Durant can shoot. Okay, he can shoot the rock. So if he if it doesn't matter if he turns into a spot up jump shooter, he will be the best spot up jump shooter in the league, hands down and still score 30-35 every night. So just keep that in mind. No matter if his mobility is down, he can just raise up and shoot over anybody in the game. So as long as he can jump, he's in there. And guess what? Like, KD has, I mean, in fantasy other than turnovers, I don't care about turnovers, he has no weakness in his game. Mm -hmm. He doesn't in fantasy terms. Like, that's even to say that's better than Harden. And what I mean by that is field goal percentage. Like, he shot 52% the – in Golden State, fifty-two percent. That's that's a center, man. That's a big. And this, in his, the last in the, from two thousand fifteen, he shot fifty percent or better. I'm sorry, I was going to say something. No, I was going to say this team is. I'm not saying that these guys are as good as Golden State, but these guys is similar. He has a similar squad, strength squad. He has Kyrie at the point, similar to Curry, and then he has a lot of other players on here that are good. Karis Levert. You know, Karis Overt oh. is a very good player. Spencer, we know about Spencer Dinwiddle. Um, we know about um, Jared Allen, um, where Durant may not have to, you know, uh, bust up in the, in, you know, play that center position anymore because they got Jared Allen. Uh, Prince of All Saiyans, decent, uh, decent guy. Uh, we know about Joe Harris uh, may play a role this year. Um, so, again, uh, this team is strong. And so we're going to be looking out for them come, uh, I'm sure, finals talk and uh, fantasy for sure. We'll see how many points they can put up. I'm interested. Yep. So if there's any preseason, I want to I wanna see if they if Kevin even plays, if KD even I plays any. think so? He might play one or two just to get, you know. Get back into yeah. action, and but he'll there anybody they're gonna play limited minutes, so that's why it's yeah. so important to see who they start because they'll play probably the first quarter or something like that, and then they won't play the rest of the game. Um, they'll play some of their bench guys trying to make it on the team, but um, it's gonna be real important because these are gonna be mock games for a lot of these teams. They're gonna they they only have a week of games before the, the before the actual season starts, and so a lot of these teams are gonna be putting out probably their actual starting lineups uh, right, you know, right away. I think every, all the teams have like one or two games and that's it. 
Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be really a really spicy fantasy season and NBA season, man. Ooh, we're gonna see some weird stuff. Just to add to it, and then I'm done. They sure. did they did test 48 players within the NBA did test positive for mm. um, when they did the rounds. 48 players did test positive already. So just keep that in mind with football. If you're doing fan- football fantasy, you already know what's going on with that and how that's affecting fantasy. Expect similar things when it comes to NBA. They, it, you know, expect some, some, you're going to have to be very, you know, strategic and flexible this upcoming year with taking that into consideration. And last thing I'd say too, that you brought up a good point. If you are in those leagues, since with this whole change, I would suggest that you guys either add another or two additional IR spots because of this. You know what I mean? It, I think it only it's only fair that because expect it just like what he was saying, like the NFL season. If you play fantasy football, you know about this situation where you had to put more people in the IR. So if you have the if you're playing ESPN, Yahoo, or Fantrax, open up another spot where you have that IR um, IL spot. I guess it's in Yahoo now. So. Uh, that's what it's called. So just open those uh, those spots up because expect more cases to happen. So you guys can follow me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. Ask me any questions at any time and I'll just get you out of prompt time when I can. You can also find me on Instagram, Jesus Christ follower underscore. Um, ask me anything and I'll get you out of prompt time. I'll pass you to Boyle Where can they find you at, brother? Same thing. You can find me on Twitter at Sage Network underscore. Um, ask me any questions about anything. I, I'm gaming too. Um, you know, if there's any gaming interest, I'm into gaming as well. Anime is another interest of mine. Anything. You guys got any questions about fantasy and any of that, hit me up. I'll be glad and I'll answer you right away. Awesome. So, guys, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we're going to be trying to do maybe a mock draft next week. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, have a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride.